the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made off money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Woman's world. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Hump Day. No, it's not. It hump is not day. Hump Day. It's Taco Tuesday. But I, but I, but I can go with Hump Day. <laughs> no, you can't go with Hump Day. It's Hump Day. <laughs> hump Day is dead as fried chicken. Yeah, Hump Day is as dead as fried chicken because it ain't Hump Day, peeps. I don't know what I was doing trying to advance a day on y'all. I guess it's because the weather is so scrumptious. It's so yummy in San Diego right now. It may be a little humid for some of y'all out there, but I love the sunshine. I am just loving this weather. So maybe I had a little weekenditis. Uh, uh, hoping to try to move the week along. Um, glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Great, great show for you guys. We've got a first time guest on the Andrea K Show tonight, and I think it's absolutely perfect timing to have him on. He is the OG of the FBI whistleblowers. Steve Friend will be with us tonight, and I can't wait to hear everything. I wish I I, I could probably have dedicated the entire show to Steve Friend tonight, but we don't have to, you know time to. We've got a whole lot of topics to get into, but I can't wait to get his perception on what uh, Jonathan Turley had to say today, which is, as you well know, that Jonathan Tur- Turley was the Democrat attorney who spoke on behalf of Donald Trump at the impeachment hearings of the Ukrainian whistleblower phone call impeachment who said today that the FBI is where evidence goes to die. So I cannot wait to get Steve Friend's perspective on that as an FBI whistleblower. At the bottom half of the hour, we've got Colonel John Mills who's going to be back with us. He's going to be here to weigh in on, I might put him through a little bit more than this, but uh, initially we're bringing him on to talk about the lawsuit against the Biden administration and the suppression of speech, which as somebody with background in the military as well as in the government, he was actually in the White House and in the Trump administration uh, during the election and after uh, suppression of speech and information is certainly an issue that he cares about. We've got those topics and more to share with you guys tonight. But of course, we want to hear from you. 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. The, one of the big debates happening today among conservatives is whether or not Trump should attend the debates. In, uh, or The first debate is August 20-something, I believe. And it's going to be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I believe. Uh, it seems like half the room thinks that Trump should go. He still has to earn his way back into the White House. It will sharpen his skills, help prepare him for the the Biden debates or whoever is going to be the Democrat nominee. Others are saying, dude's 30 points ahead. He doesn't owe it to anybody to show up and debate a bunch of, you know, squirrels that are just trying to be, you know, trying to, you know, be in his world and get a nut. Okay. 
okay, you know, he didn't know anything to the squirrels. Okay, what do you guys think? 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, don't forget to download our podcast if you miss any part of tonight or any show. And email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Deep breath. All right. That being said, I got to bring in my man, who I'm going to forgive him for correcting me at the top of the show. I feel like when it says it's the Andrea K Show and she says it's hump day, even when it's not, don't y'all think my producer, my my man, DJ Tater Skin, should have gone along with it? I don't know. What do you think? What say you, DJ uh, Tater Skin? Two things. Uh, first of all, if you want to make it Wednesday, I fully endorse this movement <laughs> for, one le- for one closer day to Friday. And two, yes, Trump should debate because... He might be 30 points ahead now. It could give him some cushion. He makes some missteps. He doesn't debate. Suddenly, it's a lot closer. Good point. Good point. What I think the strategy should be, if I were to play it, what I would do is I'd come on the debate and I would go to the stage and I would refuse to respond to anybody below a certain percentage point in the polls. Uh, so if Chris Christie decided to, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys will know this reference. Who remembers an Ally McBeal when one of the when one of the de- attorneys would throw his stomach? And um, so if Chris Christie decides to throw his stomach. Uh, towards Donald Trump, he, he I would just, here. I would just ignore him. Asa Hutchinson, these one percenters, the new one percenters, I would literally ignore them. I, I, I wouldn't be able to be bothered. I would only debate DeSantis. That's how I would play it. I wouldn't respond to any attacks. If I was questioned, if it, you know, I wouldn't respond to a question from Chris Christie. Anybody below, uh, probably, uh, probably, and I, I think, did Vivek Ramaswamy, did he qualify? I'm not sure if he did. I'll I, look during the break. Yeah, let's look during the break. I, that's how I would play it. I would not even recognize anybody. And, and because just because you show up on the debate, by the way, and this is, this is some feedback I've had to the Republican Party for years, doesn't mean you have to play by every rule that they want to throw at you. Remember, who remembers back in 2015, and I believe it was 2015, it might have been 2012, the brilliance of Newt Gingrich taking on the debate moderators. He, they, he would just say, I'm not going to answer that question. Why are you posing that question to me? This is just, and he would throw it back at them and say, this is just you trying to affect the outcome of the primary here with this attack on me or with this attack on Republicans. Da, and da, Trump da, da. should debate and do just that during it. Exactly. I don't know that he's got the discipline to do that. I think, I think that, but if he can muster the discipline, I think he should debate and I think that's how he should play it. If, and, and I'd be there in, um, if and I've done this to people in the past in different circumstances, uh, to where um, you know I I don't have the time. You know who no, I asked me who the else time. I wish was no, on I don't that have debate the time. Stage, though, was Larry Elder? Yeah, I wish Larry Elder would be on the debate stage. But sticking with the with the question of whether or not Trump should debate, yes, he should. I think he should take the tactic of not responding, particularly when it comes with by attacks. Or if he is going to respond to somebody, it needs to be like he did to Rand Paul back in 2015, which was basically to dismiss him. He needs to just dismiss the ankle biters that, you know, I, I and, and he could either just completely ignore them, which is just the best way to to handle anybody that's trying to gaslight you. You completely ignore them or you can dismiss them with I'm not even going to respond to that because I don't have to. First of all, I don't have to respond to anybody that is that is not a serious contender, but somebody who's just trying to, you know, um, trying to be a spoiler and you're not a serious contender so you don't deserve a serious response or you could be tongue-in-cheek like i used to be where i'd be like time no i ain't got the time for you that's it 
I ain't got the time for you. I can't be bothered. Oh, well, Mr. Trump, shouldn't you respond to something? No. Why should I respond to somebody who doesn't have a chance? Who's only here for his own personal selfish reasons? He doesn't even have to ascribe motive. Somebody who's here for the only selfish personal reasons or has no backing of anybody. One percent. Yeah, that's the way I would play it. Don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. What do you guys think? Should he stay away or should he go? Um, I do think that one of the reasons why I think he should go is that he is no longer at 90 something percent of support from the Republican Party. That is a fact that cannot be disputed. No matter how much you like Trump, he has bled some support from conservatives, from Republicans, including some people from MAGA. And it has to do with his personnel choices. It has to do with things that, that they perceive right or wrong that he could have done to um, to deal with the deep state. Uh, that he didn't get rid of Fauci, et cetera. And that goes back to why I said that, because he shows up and he plays it well, Andrea. He he increases that lead. Yeah. Um, switching gears to in advance of Steve Friend being on here, there's breaking news today in regards to the Biden crime family. I, I'm also curious what you guys think about Kevin McCarthy. This is There have been impeachment papers filed against Joe Biden and members of his administration previously. This is the first time we have an indication from the Republican leadership about any kind of desire to impeach Joe Biden. I want to play this clip for you guys, and um, I'm curious what you guys think. Clip four. What I said last night, and I continue, I said it before, when more of this continues to unravel, it rises to the level of impeachment inquiry where you would have the Congress to have the power to get to all these answers. I would think the Biden family would want to answer these questions as well. Well, that's stupid. I mean, that that kind of reverse psychology is not you're not going to manipulate the Bidens or anybody. But I would think that the Bidens would come on now. If you know that that's where where McCarthy, this kind of squishy non-full-throated. I'm glad that we finally have the Republican leadership on board with using the I-word, but that kind of squishy, mealy-mouthed message... Says they're not going to do it. it, it, Well, you know, I I feel like they're going to have to do it because there's no way that the Republican Party is going to continue to get another dime or another vote out of anybody and retain their entrenched power base if they don't take measures because it's one thing... After the heels of the Bill Clinton impeachment that what, that Bill Clinton was able to get out of successfully because it was really about his personal life, which really wasn't. But you know what I mean there. Um, you know, it's it's one thing uh, to to say that, well, we can't we can't then respond after that. The idea of we can't do like for like the Democrats have have abused the impeachment situation and impe- impeachment um, power. We can't do the same. No. That's not going to fly with Republicans at this point, because it's one thing to try to impeach Bill Clinton over sexual relationship with an intern, even though it was in the people's house. It's a whole nother thing when we're talking bribery that is specifically mentioned in, in, in as a reason for impeachment. And particularly when you've got Americans that have been thrown into a gulag, denied their constitutional rights, the Republican Party better dang step up. There is no more excuses. Now, he's dragging his feet on it by saying, well, the more we get information, well, what more do you need, man? They took down Al Capone for far less. Serial killers have been convicted. People have been executed in this country for capital murder on less 
what's the term? Um, not consequential. It's um, it's when it's not direct evidence, but it's um, what you, what's the term? I was just thinking indirect evidence. It, well, indirect evidence, but there's an actual legal yeah. term for that. Uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Steve Friend, FBI whistleblower, author of a new book that's coming out called True Blue. We're going to get his perspective on it. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. The question I posed at the opening of the show was whether or not, a lot of debate today as to whether or not Donald Trump should debate in uh, the first debate coming up in August. I've been getting some emails for that. But we then we shifted and I played uh, Kevin McCarthy indicating that the more information comes out, the more it's looking like an impeachment uh, inquiry should happen against Joe Biden. Circumstantial was the word that I was looking for when I was saying that, quite frankly, there are serial killers. There are people that have been uh, executed for capital murder on less circumstantial evidence than we have of the fact that Joe Biden and his son cooked up bribe not only cooked up business dealings for the for the family to the tunes of many millions of dollars but also involved a bribery scheme involving president Zelensky and ukraine and romania and others and uh, it, it it's to me it's an hour past the time for the republican party to start holding people accountable but they might have to get through christopher ray at some point and joining me now to discuss the FBI is Steve Friend. I've been wanting to have him on the show for a while. You know, I've talked about him many times here on the show. He was what I consider to be the OG of the FBI whistleblowers at, at, in terms of the uh, recent scandals in the U.S. And he, you can find him on Twitter at Real Steve Friend. He's the author of a book called True Blue that is coming out shortly. And it's an honor to have him with me tonight. Hi, Steve Friend. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. No, thank you very much for having me, Andrew. So Jonathan Turley, I'm not sure if you remember who that is. He is a Democrat who is kind of a straight shooter when it comes to the law. He actually, when uh, Donald Trump was being impeached over the over a phone call involving Ukraine, which was clearly to stop him from investigating, and he was over the target for this bribery scheme, Jonathan Turley spoke on his behalf about the Constitution. Well, Jonathan Turley said today, the FBI is where evidence goes to die. Do you agree? I do. I think that the agency has clearly demonstrated itself to be politicized and weaponized against large swaths of the American people uh, that are politically problematic for those who hold uh, hold, hold power. We know that the FBI colluded with others to stop the Hunter Biden laptop story. What was there? There were allegations from alleged whistleblowers. And I don't know if it was any of the heroes who testified before committee that there were kind of like war rooms set up within the FBI to handle and block uh, information about the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, Are you aware of that? I'm not aware of that particularly, but I know that that's not uh, unusual, especially for a high profile case and and certainly something that involves uh, a president-elect or a candidate for president's son at the time is going to be a sensitive investigative matter that would have gone up through a chain of command that would involve a frontline supervisor up through executive management within a field office, unit chief, section chief, and people over at the Department of Justice. My, my question is that 
we've uh, we've been told that uh, this Enron law that's been reinterpreted and applied to so many people for January 6th and to President Trump for the classified documents of Mar-a-Lago is impeding an official proceeding is, is the law that they violated. So my question is, those individuals who slow walk this case, did they not impede an official proceeding? Are they not insurrectionists who deserve to be held indefinitely in a gulag in Washington, D.C.? Great question. I think it, I think it might be a rhetorical question for my listeners because I think they all know the answer to that. And when it comes to and and it's all and I'm so glad that you tied all all of it together because it really all is tied together because and it goes back to at least 2015 when Trump came down the escalators and we had Crossfire Hurricane and then we had you know Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and we had the insurance policy and the you know Bob Mueller and Rod Rosenstein and on and on and on and then we had the Ukrainian um, impeachment over a phone call where the spies in the White House saw that he was getting uh, Trump was getting a little too close. Uh, to what we now see was revealed in this FD 1023 report. Yesterday it was revealed, Steve Friend, that the FBI partially has partially corroborated a lot of the documentation in the 1023 form, but because it went through the Philadelphia office, which was a, quote, clearinghouse, they couldn't do anything about it. Does that square with you? It doesn't. I believe it was the Pittsburgh office. But oh, I, Pittsburgh, I thank that- you. Attorney General Barr established that as sort of a post that was going to dig into the information and and cull through it and find out what was legitimate and what wasn't. He wanted to sort of set it aside uh, and to be more independent. But, um, you know, it's it's a bureau that's it's big, but it's really not. And communications between offices is relatively easy. I'm, I'm really hard pressed to think that there was any sort of independence within one geographical location versus another when all you have to do is pick up a phone or within the FBI jump on the intranet system and you can communicate immediately with anybody around the bureau. Let's go back and rewind to you deciding you've got to blow the whistle. What was going on and why? Well, I was reassigned from working on child pornography cases. I was sort of voluntold that I needed to work on domestic terrorism. And uh, that was in late September of 2021. So it was the first opportunity I had to look at any January 6th cases. And uh, when I did, I brought a pretty strong background. I'd been with the FBI since 2014 and worked hundreds of cases, investigated uh, 100 and, and arrested 150 plus subjects. So I was really familiar with the way we carry forward our investigations. And I saw right away that the FBI is departing from the way that it's supposed to be carrying investigations forward. And it was clear to me that that was done to manipulate the domestic terrorism stats. And I was concerned that if it was a righteous case and it had my name on it and the way that it was being run had my name on it, but I really wasn't in charge of it. I thought that that presented a difficulty for us at trial that we could lose a righteous case. And, uh, and then when I, Looked more into it, it was very clear to me that the FBI is making the process the punishment in mm-hmm. up to and including using large arrest operations with dozens of agents or, or even a SWAT team to go arrest people who were charged with misdemeanors or had even a felony charge uh, had pledged to be cooperative with us. And I, I was a SWAT guy and I felt that uh, that was uh, an unnecessary risk to the public safety. We, we we just saw this Netflix documentary on Waco recently, and, mm-hmm. and everybody's Monday morning quarterbacks that. But I said, look, I'm here on Saturday. Game day is tomorrow, and I think that we're uh, we're really at risk here. And, and I'm in keeping with the training I received in the FBI, where we went to the Holocaust Memorial and MLK Memorial, and we learned that only through a 
weaponized, politicized law enforcement where everybody just follows orders can these sort of atrocities occur. What? How soon were you retaliated against? And were uh, you? I was. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I brought my concerns forward and uh, went up through three levels of management, and was uh, was put a wall and uh, almost immediately. When I returned to work, though, uh, I was put into an indefinite uh, suspension, unpaid, about thirty days after my initial coming forward. And, and the way that the FBI does it is they suspend your security clearance, and that's sort of the hack they found around whistleblower retaliation laws. So in my case, it, it what they say it was not for any sort of whistleblowing retribution, uh, but I looked at the employee handbook improperly, and that necessitated a suspension of my security clearance indefinitely. Wow. And then, of course, we know the story about your wife and her Facebook account, So, um, and what went on there. And the time I have left, my listeners are going to, and I apologize for just throwing a bunch of questions at you, but I've been wanting to talk to you for so long. I feel like I've got so many different things that I want to ask you about. Uh, what should happen with the FBI? Can it, is it, I've been screaming for years that it can't be just a few people at the top. It's got to be, this thing needs a needs an enema and i personally think it needs to be uh, dismantled uh your thoughts on how to solve the problem in the fbi i agree with you i think it, it needs to go the way of the dodo bird but if if we don't have the courage at the congressional level to make that happen i think that the one thing that they can do to rectify it is disarm the fbi take mm. away all the armed special agents and force them through appropriations to partner with local sheriff's offices and police departments to get their permission to open up investigations, partner with those officers and have them deputized to the U.S. Marshal Service as, as task force officers with federal arrest authority. And that prevents the FBI from getting out of hand and it creates a bulwark at the local level for your local sheriff to protect you against an out-of-control FBI. I think that's the best idea I've ever heard from anybody. You've got a book coming out. I've got two minutes left. Tell everybody about it when they can get it. Uh, it is available now. It's oh. on Amazon. Uh, it came out last month uh, in uh, in June. It is called True Blue, My Journey from Beat Cop to Suspended FBI Whistleblower. Um, uh, it shares some of the stories of my experience as a police officer and an FBI agent. And then uh, the latter half is the, is the whistleblowing experience I have. The FBI asked me to redact significant portions of it pertaining to whistleblowing and my involvement on the, the Gretchen Whitmer case and then even a transcription uh, a transcript of my conversations with executives where they tried to compel me to uh, to participate in these January 6 arrests, and uh, I refuse to do that. So it's unredacted, and you can uh, get access to what's really got on because transparency is the only way that, that this, this sort of agency can be pulled back from the brink, I believe. Absolutely. You know, you you and the other FBI whistleblowers that were treated so abominably at that hearing. I don't know if you watched it, but you guys are the real true heroes because you gave up your dream career and a six figure salary in the process. And and so did the others by trying to get the truth to, to, to the American people. And so I ask everybody out there, you guys need to get his book, support him as well as get educated as to what has gone on in the FBI. Steve Friend, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you so much. I appreciate you. God bless. Thank you. All right, you guys stay tuned. We got another hero coming up. Colonel John Mills is going to be here to talk about the lawsuit between the attorneys general from Missouri and Louisiana and the Biden administration colluding to suppress speech. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay show on the answer San Diego. Mm-hmm.
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. The question of the hour at the top of the show I pose, should Donald Trump debate and show up at the debate in August? A lot of people think he shouldn't because he's so far ahead. Why should he stand there and take slings from people that really have no shot of winning? Other people say he absolutely should. So 888-344-1170. You can also email me at andreakshow.com. Uh, we will reopen the phones after this segment because we got another real life hero to talk to y'all uh, to, to talk with tonight before the break we had uh, FBI whistleblower Steve Friend was on with us to talk about his story why he blew the whistle and uh, and get his take on all the latest scandals involving the Biden family and the FBI's cover-up involving that um, but shifting gears to another scandal uh, that also involved uh, some whistleblowing has to do with First Amendment rights. And you, you wouldn't think that somebody named uh, Colonel Retire John Mills would be actively involved in stopping the First Amendment rights of Americans. But Colonel John Mills is. He's a national security pro- uh, professional with service in five areas, the Cold War, Peace Dividend, War on Terror, World in Chaos, uh, and now Great Power Shutdown and the Fight to Save Our Republic. I believe that's his book. He's the former Director of Cybersecurity Policy, Strategy, and International Affairs at the Department of Defense. He's a Senior Fellow at the Center for Security Policy, and he joins me now. Hey, Colonel Mills, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Andrea. I'm honored to be on your show again. How are you doing? Well, I'm excellent. Thank you. I mean, well, aside from the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, been squealing like a pig caught under a gate that the Biden, that Biden hasn't been impeached yet and that uh, Hunter Biden's going to go and accept a plea deal tomorrow that is the equivalent of somebody driving drunk and killing somebody and getting a ticket for driving without a license. Other than that, I'm doing well, Colonel Mills. <laughs> Well, just just hold on here a second. I mean, things are rapidly changing in regards mm-hmm. to Hunter and his dad. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, this uh, they are really closing in on the uh, uh, Comer and uh, the other con- uh, members of Congress are really closing in on this Burisma thing. Okay. You know, we now have the information Grassley put out the 1023s were on five million mm-hmm. each. You know, we, need, we, we owe an apology to the big, uh, we owe an apology to Biden. Because we were always saying 10% of the big guy. We were wrong. 50% of the big guy. We so, undersold uh, him. You know, we, 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 yeah, we, under, we, yeah. we underestimated his ability to get a bribe to get some bucks. Yeah, I mean, Burisma, $5 million for him, $5 million for his son. Uh, and, you know, we're, 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 we're the rest of the money from China. I mean, that's just the tip of the, tip of the iceberg on this. And I was seeing that uh, Hunter's uh, lawyer was about to be sanctioned because they lied and uh, uh, were trying to remove the whistle, IRS whistleblower testimony uh, mm-hmm. from uh, the, the, the criminal uh, uh, case. And I, there's so many things going on here. It is really hard to keep it straight. So I tell you what, the walls are closing in. We, we now have... I mean, it's with the 1023s from the FBI, and Burisma is just one of the 1023s. It sounds like there's more, mm-hmm. but you also have the uh, uh, the s- suspicious activity reports from Treasury. You got the IRS whistleblowers. I mean, it is really and banking uh, records and banking records. And I mean, was it a drop the mic moment, or, or isn't that what the kids call it when Marjorie Taylor Greene held up the images? 
to the whistleblowers of Hunter Biden and got the whistleblower to say, yeah, that's a violation of the Mann Act. And yeah, Hunter Biden wrote off on his taxes, his father's expenses and expenses for hookers. I mean, it there's it, I mean, there's far enough for him to be. I mean, any other American would would have already been perp walked and would have you know been thrown in, into the dungeon. Um, so I, I guess I don't have at this point. I'm just nervous. That the Republican Party that has seems to be lacking in courage, um, uh, you know, is 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 not going to to take the ball and run with it uh, simply because the Democrats have overused the I word and overused impeachment improperly. But I think at this point, the Republican Party will have no choice, Colonel Mills, when uh, you have such blatant. Uh, evidence proving the bribery scheme. Um, one of the things that I wanted to play for you tonight, and then we'll talk about your idea and what Americans need to know about uh, their censorship of them personally, and your idea that you put in a, in, in a, a piece that you wrote. Um, there was this letter, and I think you and I spoke about it one time when you were on my show before, that 51 supposed intelligence community officials signed on to a letter saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. That was all proven to be a lie. We now know that the FBI and everybody knew that it was true and that everything in that Miranda Devine article was correct. Here is Leon Panetta being asked about having signed that letter, and I'd like to play this and get your response. Skins, please play the Panetta clip. Three years ago, you signed your name to a letter alongside dozens of other intelligence officials saying, you know, that the Hunter Biden email saga had, the letter said, all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. You noted that the people who signed it said you didn't know for sure, of course, what it was. But given what we know now, do you wish that you hadn't signed that letter or been involved in it? No, not at all. Uh, I signed that letter for one reason which was to make the American people aware that the Russians uh, deliberately uh, were engaged in a disinformation campaign in the United States and trying to impact on our election and trying to impact uh, on our, uh, our ability to have free and fair elections. That's a lie, Colonel Mills. That letter was not a general. We're warning the American people about Russian disinformation and their attempt to uh, affect the election. It was to pretend and lie to the American people in order to control the outcome of the election. Lie, they lied to the American people and said the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, and, and we should go after Blinken because uh, Blinken was, was running around getting people to sign this letter while he was the, uh, the head of the UPenn Biden nonprofit, which we can't find the IRS form 990, a required annual filing from a, uh, from a nonprofit. So he was actually, uh, uh participating in, in partisan, uh, political affairs. Uh, I've worked with 11 of the 51. It's actually more than that because there's, it says there's several unnamed who also signed it, but we don't have their name. Um, and also, it appears we also have evidence that an active duty CIA person was actively helping to facilitate the signatures of this clearly political letter. So, yeah, we this is a, a Panetta. Who you, I mean, when he was in office, uh, we were only getting like three days of work. Uh, oh, uh, uh, three days of work a week out of him because on Fridays he'd fly on his government jet back to, uh, I think he lives somewhere around uh, uh, Fort Ord or something like that uh, below San Francisco. Uh, and then Monday he'd fly back. So effectively we were only getting three days of work out of him anyway during the week. 
And uh, so I think it's pathetic uh, that he would stick to that when it's been proven that was an absolute fraud and a lie, yet he sticks to it. So, I mean, he's out of touch. He's, you know, uh, I think he just owes the American people uh, uh, for all those trips he took back and forth. Well, I think every one of them needs to have their security clearance revoked since they uh, abused the privilege of it in order to uh, use the weight of it to lie to the American people. And uh, there was, at believe, 17 percent of Biden voters said they would not have voted for him had they had uh, the story. And so it did uh, manipulate the outcome of the election. Let's get to your piece about um, the this lawsuit and it, which resulted in a stay, uh, it was the attorneys general from Missouri and Louisiana about the the government collusion with social media, and there has now been a, a, a stay on it. But I think the stay was lifted. You contacted your sheriff, and there's something you want people to know about what's going on with some portal and them being targeted. Explain. Yeah, it's, it's- Yeah, it's the customer access portal is the generic title for it. But it appears that even to this day, uh, DHS CISA is operating some kind of a a virtual portal into social media from their offices, whereby federal government agencies, perhaps even local uh, uh, state and local law enforcement can reach in and censor uh, everybody. So homework assignment to everybody. Talk to your sheriff and talk to them about are they is your local sheriff or police department? Are they participating in this customer access portal? They may be doing it and receiving uh, receiving grant money from DHS, not, not even realizing what it is and the implications. But the Comer, I've also read the Comer report on weaponization of government and just the mythology created by DHS as a pretense for spying and censoring on Americans. There's no legal base for what they're doing. So the Judge Dottie's decision on July 4th, this is in the Louisiana and uh, Missouri case against DHS, actually against uh, Joe Biden, um, um, for um, censoring of, mm-hmm. uh, of, of Americans. And so everybody, if and, and I was I was number eight sixty two on the Twitter list of just one. This is just one parameter uh, of uh, how they were. This is just one list. There are many more lists. Yeah. Just on the publicly released list from Twitter, I was number eight sixty two on the ten thousand. So everybody, if your name is on that list, get a lawyer and start developing your case for federal filing because this is absolutely unlawful. Yeah, it is. Colonel John Mills, we're out of time, but you always bring such amazing perspective, and we thank you for being here. How can people follow you? Thank you, Andrea. The uh, The book is available, uh, signed versions on my store, Lindell. Uh, so if you want to uh, pre-order book two, War Against the Deep State, go to my uh, 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 the nation will follow.com nation will follow.com i'm colonel ret john colonel ret john on substack getter and truth colonel ret john substack getter and truth thank you for being here hero appreciate you all right Steve. thank you Andrew. all right appreciate thank it. you all right it's hot out there and guess who hillary clinton is blaming for summer we're going to talk about that when we come back ak dynamite and address or just andrea k Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, evidently, it's really hot across the, the uh, country. 
Um, big report today that the water off of Florida is 100 degrees. Well, you know, it, um, it, what a shock. Or as the French would say, what a shock. <laughs> I know people that have gone to the French Riviera, that, that Redneck Riviera, and were like, it does. It feels like bathwater. That's why you, know, you stay in California. Well, I mean, I actually like it. I, I like warm um, Caribbean-like waters, you know? If, if you want really cold water, go take a shower. Go swim out where it's deeper. I mean, it's kind of... <laughs> um, so, but there is a heat wave happening across the country because hashtag summer. Okay, Um, I grew up in the deep south. I'm not aware that it's any hotter down there right now than it ever was. Right. I mean, I I, when my when we found out that LSU had assigned me to a dorm with no air conditioning. I mean, mama had to get on the phone and handle some business because what no way I was going to be able to go and live in a dorm in Baton Rouge. In August and September, with no air conditioning, okay? And that wasn't exactly two years ago. It's hot, okay? So, enter Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Does she have to enter? Can we just keep her away? (laughs) Well, of course, she entered via social media today because, you know, she didn't have anybody to hold her up. Remember when she was running in 2016 and she was constantly stroking out and having to be carried everywhere and falling downstairs? Get him out of here. I mean, she would probably be as bad as Joe Biden is right now. I mean, sister friend has some health issues, seriously. Um. But this has to do with mental health issues. So she tweeted out today, if you don't like the heat, blame Republicans. <laughs> I guess Republicans now. Okay, who remembers back when soap operas were great and General Hospital had a character that I can't remember the name of the character. I can never remember it when I use this reference. But it was a guy that could control the weather. And I'm not talking about like geoengineering like you know our man who comes on you know dane wigginson to talk about i'm talking about an evil man who was going to freeze the entire world and kill everybody off unless they went and stopped him right and so you know that's the level of this is this was bad soap opera level crap today that hillary clinton was trying to trying to put out there and i mean bless her heart because if you're gonna if you're gonna attack the Republicans, you know there's there's actually better ways to go about it than trying to blame Republicans for summer. <laughs> it's almost as bad as Joe Biden today. Uh, I don't know how. I, there's no real way for me to tee this up. I mean, we just have to play this and get you at, so you can just your draw you can your jaw can drop to the floor and you can try to make some sense of this i'm just going to leave this up to you to to you know try to try to make this make sense to me clip 3 i said i'd cure cancer and it looked at me like why cancer because no one thinks we can that's why and we can we end the cancer as we know it deliver on our sacred obligations to veterans is the second thing i think is critically important we ended cancer as we know it He literally said to the American people today, we ended cancer as we know it. If you can you imagine if Donald Trump had said something that monumental, that monumental of a declaration that in his call for impeachment over that. Oh, absolutely. What do you mean you're claiming you ended cancer as we know it? Can you imagine right now if you are a parent with a with a little kid who's dying of cancer or a kid who's you got a kid at St. Jude's? 
and you're hearing this crap. Can you imagine if you're a mother who's been diagnosed with stage four and you don't know how you're going to. I mean, I follow some people on Instagram that are struggling right now to continue to live. And by the way, it was Donald Trump who passed the Right to Try Act because the Democrats, while at the same time, the same people that were telling you, you weren't allowed to work, you couldn't go to a job, you couldn't be in the military, you couldn't maneuver in society, how dare you not get put your arm out and get jabbed every time they wanted you to get jabbed? Those same people were denying cancer patients the right to try an experimental drug that might save their life because they might die from it. We're talking about people that were going to die anyway. We, we, it's a real slap in the face. We ended cancer as we know it. How evil are the Democrats that any of them would continue to support this man? That he would be in contention to run in 2024. It is a slap in the face of every American, especially those with any kind of health issues today, particularly of cancer. My mother had three cancers or four cancers in three years. She beat every one. But let me tell you, it's an ongoing battle. We ended cancer as we know it. That's absolutely outrageous. And if we had anything even remotely related to a proper media, they'd be like, he has got to go. You cannot tell the American people that one of your successes in your administration is ending cancer. It's bad enough for him to brag about corn pop. Or him to go up to somebody and get in their face and, you know, no, pal, I never talked to my son, Joe, you know, Hunter Biden and the crap that he did on the campaign trail and how he treats people. But when you're lying and saying that you ended cancer. I mean, that's disrespectful worldwide. It's insane. It's insane. And by the way. You know, DeSantis has let off a third of his staffers. Maybe if he spent more time going after Joe Biden and less time trying to knock off the number one spot after everything that Donald Trump has been through. If you want to make the statement that you agree with Donald Trump on the issues, you absolutely vehemently detest what's being done to him with the weaponized government. But you ultimately still think you were the right guy to lead this country going forward. Then make that argument. And then you might have at least a shot But when you come out and you attack him, instead of going after a Joe Biden and you attack him all day long, either yourself or directly or with your surrogates. It says a lot. Yeah. It says a lot that he that they all should be going after Joe Biden for that statement today. Because they are all I mean, they should be viewing each other, Andrea, that they're on the same side. Yeah. Absolutely. And quite frankly, somebody emailed me last night and said, you know, because we talked a little bit about last night and they said this could have been the dream ticket. DeSantis made a monumental mistake. You and I thought that early on. Yeah, he should have been. He should have been jockeying for the VP because he doesn't have the charisma. He's got too many issues and he could have he could have rolled right into the P spot in four years after Trump's next term. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Tuesdays means Gary Quackenbush. Quack will be here. He always makes me laugh. So you don't want to miss Quack and the Whack. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.